Good evening. I'm Marcus Leader, and I would like to invite you on a journey of discovery as I pull back the veil and give you a glimpse of the multiverse through the eyes of a Toltec shaman. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and turn down the lights. You're now listening to The Shaman's Brew. For the last three months, I have formulated my weekly shows with the intention of introducing you to my world by sharing with you stories and personal lessons taught to me by my shamanic mentor, Dr. Carlos Castaneda, mixed in with my many years of research in the occult and paranormal fields. Starting next week, my shows will take on an entirely different format as I begin sharing with you many of the closely guarded secrets known only to the shamans of my lineage. This will be the first time in modern history that this information will be publicly broadcasted. And for those of you willing to listen and follow my lead, it could open up new worlds of personal discovery beyond your wildest dreams. In tonight's show, I'm going to share with you some of my work in the paranormal field with a past interview where I was the guest being interviewed by Doug and Scott L. of Ghostly Talk. Pay particular attention to the end of the interview, and you might get a laugh, something we all can never get enough of. So without further ado, I present my interview with Ghostly Talk. Now, the man we have on the phone right now, I mean, I don't even know where to start because this, this, he's into so much stuff. First of all, <laughs> what, what, what do you start with? Shaman's Apprentice? Shaman's Apprentice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, SacredSoils.com. Yes, at SacredSoils.com. Um, Why did I just have a feeling of deja vu? Why did I just have a feeling of deja vu? I mean, really, I just don't have a nasty feeling of deja vu. Don't know. I'll, deal with that be, uh, I'll deal with that later. Must be a sign. It must be a sign of something. Well, it's a sign <laughs> that Marcus is on the phone right now. Well, that is true. Marcus, welcome to Ghostly Talk. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Real good. It's really great to finally have you on the show. I know we were planning to have you on at a later date, but we just... We love you, so we're like, you know, we need to get this guy on as soon as possible, right? And we had some stuff, some some schedule changes here, and I'm like, you were the first person I thought of. I'm like, let's bring Marcus on and talk about the stuff that you do, the stuff that you've done for us, and we also have some EVPs you sent over to us. We also have to night them. We also have to night Marcus, because, yeah, Marcus is another one of our ninja elite-like... Um, G.I. Joe-esque kind of <laughs> field reporter people. Do you guys want to get that out of the way right now? Okay. All right. Marcus, repeat after me. Okay. I state your name. I, Marcus. Do hereby wish to appoint myself. Oh, my God. Man. <laughs> That's not going to work. <laughs> I, <laughs> take two. <laughs> take two. I state your name. Hi, Marcus. <laughs> He's like, dude, I'm tired of this already. Uh, <laughs> do hereby agree to uphold the high moral standards of ghostly talk? <laughs> <clears throat> agree to uphold the high moral standards of ghostly talk. Here out forever and ever. <laughs> <clears throat> Here out forever and ever. 
In the name of the Father. <laughs> in the name of the Father. And the Son. And the Son. And the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost. Wow. Amen. Yeah. We've heard Catholicism in that one. How did that work? <laughs> Bring out the sword, Doug. Congratulations, yeah, Marcus. You are part of the family. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I will try to uphold uh, <laughs> whatever moral uh, value. Yeah, <laughs> whatever moral values we have here. Yeah, yeah, there, that works. There we go. When we figure those out. We'll let I'll you know. Yes, yeah. we'll we'll put them in a memo somewhere. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do we want to do first, Marcus? We we we, we kind of got we got a late start with you on break, um, but you know we have so much to talk about. Actually, do we want to start with EVPs and discuss those a little bit? Sure, we can do that. All right. Well, we got four of them here. We got four okay. of them here. We want to talk about. Um, is there uh, anyone you wanted to start with in particular? Uh, I am not sure which four you have. Uh, well, I sent you five, so I'm not sure. I just need so, to know what it's called. Okay. The, well, the first one we'll do is the Hello EVP. You got that queued up, right, Will? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, okay. Why don't we start with the Hello EVP, and um, let's play it one time. Let people listen to it, okay? Okay. Now, mind you, Marcus, we've had no time to do anything, so I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't have a chance to preview these myself. So this is all, I mean, we've had no time, and I apologize. So everything here, even the host sitting at the desk here, don't even know what's going to happen. So yeah, let's, just, no problem. let's just play no, this thing. It's not like you've been on Coast to Coast or anything. <laughs> 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 Who told you that? It's just a rumor on the internet. <laughs> that was really, yeah, one of them rumors going around again. Yep. Let's, mm-hmm. let's check this one out and see what we got. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I heard it. Okay, Marcus, do you want to give us a little rundown on like you know what was going on when you when you were sure, we heard we heard obviously what was said. So what was okay. the little, um, what that was, that was uh, a house in Spokane that uh, I investigated last year, uh, probably around just about this time last year, around the beginning of September. Okay. And the house had been exhibiting different paranormal um, uh, phenomenon, um, doors open and closed by themselves. Okay. Um, electronics like stereos and TVs and radios turn themselves on and off. Um, a glass, an actual thick like a beer mug, just exploded into pieces. Wow. And, you know, there's a lot of sounds, um, fast-moving objects, you know, the corner of your eye, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I uh, went into the house, and that sound that you heard uh, before you heard the EVP... Was the UFO. Yeah, there was a UFO sitting outside. Sounds like a UFO. That was just shortly before I was abducted. Right, right. (laughs) What was that? That that was a a harmonic oscillator. It's a special uh, sound that I've been experimenting with that it creates pockets. It's, it's, you know, the easiest way to explain it, it creates um, pockets of energy in the air. It uses uh, beat frequencies, and it tends to... You know, generate increases success of uh, EVPs. Uh, there's different theories about why it works. Um, you know, it's it's believed that the uh, the veil that separates the two worlds is affected by it. I don't know exactly how those. It's still experimental, but that's the uh, the sound that you heard, and then the sound stopped. Now, what happened? That sound was played during the the entire investigation when it was uh, collecting EVPs. Okay, but. Uh, just as I turned it off, I was about to give up and you know go upstairs, and I turned it off, and I never heard the, the hello. Mm. That I heard that later on the uh, on the recording.
recording, but uh, just as I turned it off is when that came in. Oh, my goodness. Let's hear it one more Let's time. Let's hear it one more yeah. time, if uh, possible. You know what it sounds like, too? And this is something we discussed before, Marcus. Mm-hmm. You, you're obviously in a room. <laughs> you're in a house. Um, you can actually hear some reverberation a little bit off the voice. Like, it kind of took on the, the environment. Like, when the voice was said, let's listen to it one more time, just so people understand what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead, Will. You can hear the sound of the os- the harmonic oscillator going, and it has a little bit of an echo in the room, and then the voice also has a bit of an echo, too. Well, it sounds flat and muted as well. It does. Yeah, you're right. So it doesn't sound like it came through on all frequencies, which is interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you were just reviewing the tape, and you come across this this hello in there. Yeah, it just it just popped up, and uh, it's I wasn't expecting it afterward. You know, I'm expecting it while the uh, harmonic oscillator is playing. Mm-hmm. But uh, the now the device that you have sitting in front of you, we'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, oh, yeah. that was the I was using in this house. Is I was using the the prototype of that. Um, what I've done is shrunk it down and made it uh, portable. Mm-hmm. This was a, a big round device that was uh, being used. That was still in operation, uh, but the sound wasn't. That's when it appeared. Now the other, I don't know if you have the other EVP, but the uh, he said you have four, but uh, the other one was in use during the uh, harmonic oscillation. Which one? Do you know which one that was? Different. Yeah. Very different. I want to hear the singing because for some reason. Um, like 50 million people or so heard me doing a sing song <laughs> on uh, on that bridge down in uh, Indiana on the Edna C. Collings Bridge in that mm-hmm. recording. Yeah. So I want to hear singing from the other side. <laughs> just me. Let's, let's listen to that one. We'll talk about it a little bit. We'll go to sure. break and I'll get the other one too. Okay. Do you uh-huh. hear? Bum, bum, yeah, bum, yeah, yeah, bum, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Um, is it a tune anybody recognizes? Let's hear it one Let's more hear time. Let's one hear more it time. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to play name that tune. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I think we got it, Marcus. You got you got dead Smurfs everywhere. It's just little piles of Smurfs as as ants, kind of. Wow. Any blue orbs and all. Yeah. <laughs> blue and white orbs. Let's hear that one more time. That's a fascinating piece of audio, Marcus. Let's hear it one more time. Now I can't get the Smurf song out of my head. I'm putting that. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. We're gonna have to go with the Smurfs on this one because yeah, that's, but, that's stuck in my head. So. But that's it. Sounds like seriously, it sounds like someone's kind of humming a, a song. Like I don't know if it's necessarily singing that I hear, but I hear like you know I do it often when I'm doing whole housework or something like that. I'm 
you know, painting and putting walls up and building additions and stuff like that. And I'm <laughs> just kind of hum to yourself, get a tune yeah. going. Um, that that's what I hear is like someone's just kind of humming a song out a little bit. And places. check out some music. I'll be right back. Doug will be right back. We'll be right back here on Ghostly Talk. Sure. Marcus, you're still there with us, right? <laughs> All right, we got that EVP after we had to like throw a penny in the computer and make it work again, but I think we got it here. Will, do we have it queued up? Give me a second. Oh, he's, he's downloading yeah, it he's right still, now. He's grabbing it down okay. from the email. There okay, we go. It's in there. It's in there. Why, why don't we, uh, let's just do like we did before. Let's just check All this right, thing out. let's play it. <laughs> Oh my god. I want to hear that one more time before yeah, we talk okay, about it. Yeah, yeah. Can, can we just hang out one sec, Marcus? I, I want to hear sure. this once again. Because that was insane. Do it again. First of all, that's a long EVP. Yeah. <laughs> I do hear the harmonic generator thing, yeah. um, and the it, it gives an interesting quality to the EVP. But this EVP is definitely there. I can't make out exactly what it says, but the first phrase sounds like something yourself or something myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's a single syllable, and then there's a long thing go on. Yeah. What do you hear, Marcus? What What is there? Well, yeah, that's the thing. With that type of EVP, it's it's clear, it's there, but, you know, especially the last part, I have no clue what they're saying. Mm -hmm. But there's something but, uh, definitely there. Yeah. The first part, the closest um, I could uh, come to deciphering it was help us out. Okay. And that's that's about, you know, all I, that's what I heard, and that's what... You other people have heard it, uh, have heard. Okay. And, um, you know, the rest of it is completely garbled. I don't know what it says. Let's hear it one more time. I really want to hear this. I just want to hear it again because it's so cool. <laughs> you know, I will. It sounds like a female voice. It's got a yeah. it's got a higher yeah, female it it's got a female quality to it. There is something yeah, I I know I share everybody's opinion here. I can't really understand what's being said. But the point I do that, hear no. help us out. But I, I heard, you know, something myself is what I thought I heard yeah. at first. Yeah. Yeah. Remember though I'm on cordless headphones and I get yeah, I hear static <laughs> the entire yeah. time. See it's coming yeah, through these it, headphones. It almost clear. sounds uh like someone that's autistic speaking. Yeah, you know, or, or someone that's you know can't hear, um, and they're they're using sound vibrations to speak. Mm -hmm. Well, the one thing that you know the idea, and I know we've talked about this before, Marcus, on email and stuff like that. Um, I've always looked at EVPs in the same manner as spirit photography, as far as well catching stuff and how entities of some sorts would have to really generate a lot of energy in themselves to manifest themselves in front of a picture, for example, or even manifest sound. It now and I know that, you know, some pictures, you know, there's there's orbs and there's all these different types of things we see in pictures and you know, there's you know, studying E V P for as long as we have now, you hear all these different types of qualities or different types of E V excuse me, E V Ps. Okay? Now 
it seems logical to say that, like you just and you just mentioned, it sounds like somebody who may be autistic, slower. But if they're really struggling to get their voice out and punch through this veil we talk about, it may not be the easiest thing for them to do. Well, what I'm thinking also is because this seems to be made up of the harmonic, the, the frequencies in in that that tone that you play. The yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. And and so so it seems to be using that energy to its advantage. So perhaps they're learning as well how to use the equipment that you've assembled uh, and put together and brought to bear on the subject um, to actually communicate, because that was quite a number of syllables there. Yeah, and that's what shocked me. I'm sitting there in the middle of the night with headphones on listening and emailing and doing stuff, and all of a sudden that thing came on, and you know I just... I I would think so. So what happens is with with this kind of thing that that's very encouraging because you're you're experimenting with some pretty hardcore equipment. Oh yeah. And you you've got the 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 frequencies that you experiment with. You've got the special uh, microphones that you know you've you've done several different. Uh, Models of trying to improve that use uh, um, what the silicone and the beryllium beryllium crystals and and the magnetism. So you you've got these amazing this amazing whole branch of gizmos, ghost hunting gizmos, that uh, perhaps it's a lot like when you're scanning your AM dial and you just barely can hear maybe two stations on the same frequency, uh-huh. or you can just barely hear. Uh, even a single station, but it's just too far away, or the skip's not working quite right, and mm-hmm. you're not getting it. And um, uh, you know, maybe it's just uh, the the equipment that you use can pick up things that were that otherwise would have been missed. Mm-hmm. Is is what I'm starting to think of. That's what it sounds like to me. Like maybe if you hadn't been playing those tones, you'd have never heard that. Or maybe if you weren't using the uh, the prototype microphone, that would have never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been totally missed if you were using a regular Shure microphone like we use. Oop, just pipped Shure. Oh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> didn't mean that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean uh, expensive microphones that we use. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but but uh, you know you. Perhaps they would have missed it because you know they're they're designed for obviously human voices and vocals, mm-hmm. or they're designed for instruments, or they're designed for you know whatever it is they're supposed to be recording. Well, yours is designed for EVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe yeah, you were picking up stuff nobody else would have picked up. Yeah, that's kind of what I uh, had in mind when I started designing it and experimenting with it. I've been doing this for about two years, mm-hmm. and the theory that I tend to lead. Uh, toward with uh, EVPs um, is that non-physical entities or spirits or whatever you want to call them on the other side are able uh, to affect and modulate electrical and magnetic energy and sometimes uh, molecular kinetic energy in the air. And uh, they do this by manipulating subtle energies. Subtle energies are like life force, G orgone energy. There's a lot of different names for it. It's what everything is made of. It's where the source of all energies come from. Mm -hmm. And uh, it exists on their side, and that's mainly the way that, um, you know, the energy that they use, they can manipulate. Um, If they 
use that energy somehow. I don't know how they use it or how they would use it uh, and manipulate energies on the other side of the veil or you know through the veil. Then uh, they can uh, affect uh, magnetic recordings, uh, electrical fields. That's where light flickers on and off, and you know sometimes in hauntings, uh, uh, batteries get completely drained because they're they're tapping into energy sources. Because I think they use energy on this side as uh, an amplifier of some some way. And we hear that all the not all often. I mean, geez, every it seems like every home we go on or any investigation we go on, somebody always seems to lose power in something. Yeah. Yeah, and you get cold spots, and that's kinetic energy in the air. You know, that's being sucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I know it, it seems, as many times as I've seen it, too, it's like this is not a pattern. I mean, I'm sorry, this isn't just a coincidence anymore. This is obviously something that's going on, because we always see people losing power, and we always charge our stuff up completely with backup batteries and all that fun stuff, and somebody mm-hmm. always seems to have a piece of equipment go dead. Yep. It, it yeah. can't be a coincidence anymore. I'm really starting to lean towards, okay, there's something going on here. There's definitely going something going on in, in the environment like we've been talking about. Well, I all I know is with my camera, mm-hmm. how many pictures did I take at the wedding that we went to? Oh, yeah. You know, a couple hundred. Mm-hmm. But uh, then, of course, we go out into a cemetery and with freshly charged batteries, you know, equipment failure. Or batteries are drained in five pictures, you know, that that kind of thing. So under one set of conditions, you get one result. Under a different set of conditions, you get another. Yeah, exactly. That's not normal. Can we please talk about this, guys? I really want to talk about this piece. I have been waiting since I got this package to try to phrase out this monolith Description well, of this first, piece of equipment. I, I I don't blame you, and I'm glad I'm glad you agreed to talk about it, Marcus. Because Thank this you. thing is insane. Yeah, it, it, yeah I, it's I, a little odd looking. It's it's, it's yeah. odd looking, and and it's got a name that goes on forever. Re- read the the name of it. Here's the name: the Silicon Beryllium Subtle Energy Transducer. Okay, now let's let's, let's, let's explain this first. Marcus told us a while ago that, gentlemen, I have a package coming for you. We're, we're thinking, right. we're tick thinking tick okay, tick tock. Yeah, okay, we're thinking, okay, he's going to send us some videos, you know, some stuff. Okay, cool. Hey, I, we love getting we love getting mail. It's great. It's a, it's a special piece of equipment. And we're like, okay. Ooh, I'm thinking reel-to-reel tape recorder, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, that player or something like, cool. All right, hey. All right. So, you know, you email me, Marcus, and the package has arrived, Scott. I'm like, okay, all right. So I, I waddle on down to the post office and hit the P.O. box, and I, I hit the locker and open it up and... There's this box, big box, too. Not huge, but, you know, good-sized box. It wouldn't fit in our little peel box. So, <laughs> little, little, little micron, little mini little shoe box little thing. Shoe yeah. Box, yeah. That fits baby shoes, right? You know? So, um, they're, they're loving us, too, because every time, we, everything we get is, like, too big for the peel box. And they have to put it in the locker. They, they love me over there. So, <laughs> I pull this box out, you know, and I grab it, and I'm, you know, I'm like, you know, Magnum P.I. Din, 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 din. Grab the box, run out, put it in my car, in my trunk, actually, and then I come home. I open up this box, and there is a tube. Uh, a cardboard tube. I'm like, hmm, he sent us a cardboard tube. I've always wanted one of these things, right? <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. This is really well made, too. This is a heavy-duty yeah. tube. Cool. It's a well-packed tube, too. Very yeah. well-packed, yeah. Uh, lots inside the tube. Lots of, lots of, lots of fake popcorn in there to, 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 oh, to cushion the tubes, impact. Yeah. 
from you know the gorilla at the post office going throwing the box. So I'm like, okay, wait. I look at the tube and I'm like, what am I gonna? I'm gonna take this tube. I'm gonna look through it. I'm gonna throw it at people. I'm gonna beat Doug over the head with it. It's gonna be great, right? And then I look in the tube. I'm like, wait, there's something in the tube. Hmm, what could this be? So yeah, and I noticed there's a cable hanging out of the tube too. I'm like, hmm, there's a cable. You plug the tube in. I can strangle Doug with that. That's cool. So you know, I'm getting all these great ideas on how to kill Doug. And so, <laughs> so I wasn't loving the tube at this moment. Yeah, that you, you yeah, were. You're like, I don't want to look at this tube. You want to murder me? Dumb with. tube. I yeah. don't like this tube. <laughs> <laughs> so I take the tube and I, you know, there's something in there. So I slide it out very slowly, and it's wrapped up in bubble tape. And I open it up, and there is the silicon beryllium subtle energy transducer. I pull out the envelope, the the little envelope package thing. It comes with operating instructions. Operating instructions. Yeah, and I go, well, I look at this this microphone, which, uh, Marcus, would you let us put a picture of this thing up on our website? Sure. Could we yeah, do that? Because no yep. people need to see this thing, because it's, it's a real work. That's it. It's a real work. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. right? Yeah, no problem. I'm not doing this really to make money with it. It's, it's just more, you know, for everybody's, you know, use you know, advancement in uh, in that technology. So it's not something I'm trying to hide or protect or anything. And that's really cool. Thank you. Thank you, first of all, for giving us yeah, this, a new this, open technology. This new piece of technology. It's amazing. So, oh, you're welcome. without further ado, though, I'm going to try to uh, read this thing. I'm going to try to. I'm going to probably destroy it, but I'm going to do my best. Because even if I was to, like, do it George Norrie style and, like, totally nail it and be perfect with it, I don't think people would still get it. But hopefully, people will learn how to understand this stuff down the road. Here we go. First of all, you know, we have the, the, the title, which I've already read. We have the picture of the little device, and the device status. It's experimental. Right. The objective. To detect and record subtle energy manifestations in the sub-acoustic frequency range generated by non-physical entities of energy systems more commonly known as EVPs. I'm letting people think for a second. <laughs> okay. I'm not I'm dead air, I know, but I'm letting people like go, huh? Right? That's what I did when I read this. Now, the device description. <sighs> okay, I got to get, get ready for this because this is going to be like the, the title bout for me right here. <laughs> I, I'm going to try. Guys, you ready? I'm ready. Device description. At the core of this device is a pure silicon crystal triangular metallic object jetting out of the end that acts as a subtle energy receiver. Under the silicon crystal is embedded two beryllium crystals in metallic emeralds set in a sea of gold-plated silicon not, well, modules that act as subtle energy capacitors accumulating and storing subtle energy within each module. Or Is, it, is that nodule, Marcus? Uh, nodules, yeah. Nodule, okay, I'm sorry, yeah. saying it wrong. Nodule until it re reaches critical saturation and discharges through the collapsed magnetic vortex in the center of the transducer coils. More silence. Because we're not done yet, <laughs> okay? <laughs> we're not done yet. we got a little more to go here. The subtle energy itself is drawn from what is called a zero-point matrix by the fluid condensers made of beryllium crystals, which are stimulated by an extremely powerful magnetic field that has been inverted and dynamically collapsed within itself at the center of the device. The, this induces small vortexes around the beryllium crystals and causes them to pull subtle energy from the buffering zone between hyperdimensional planes commonly referred to as the veil between the worlds. 
It is postulated that, that conscious or non-conscious entities have the ability to modulate this form of energy, thereby generating an electric field inside the transducer coils, stimulating the microphone directly. Hey, you did good. Did I do good? Yeah. That thing scared the hell out of me, Marcus. When I read this thing, I'm like, what is he giving us? Is this plutonium? Is this what? What, what is it? Are we? Are, what are we gonna do with this thing? Are we gonna be able to, like level fields of corn with this thing? What are we gonna? What are we gonna do with this piece of equipment? Yeah, I, I think that's why I told you that uh, in an email or something that the device is safe to use because I was worried about getting your radiation suits out. Dude, was I was looking at, after I read that, I was looking at the box to see if there was any like, biohazard symbols or yeah. something, <laughs> or something like that. This is interesting technology because I, I it, that's a very, very good description, by the way, yeah. of of the device. I mean, it doesn't tell you how to put one together, um, but it tells you the different elements that are in there, mm-hmm. and it, it and it gives an idea of of why you placed the things on the device that you did and in the order that you did. Yeah, we'll look at mm-hmm. the picture. Now we'll we've been so busy, Marcus, that. Unfortunately, we have not had a chance to take this thing out in the field yet. I don't know why we don't just plug it right into the board right now. You know, I thought about that. Would it blow it up if we plugged it into our board, Marcus? Uh, no, it's just uh, it would no more than a regular dynamic microphone would. Maybe maybe we'll plug it in next week and like broadcast a show with it and see you know see what happens with that. Yeah, that might be interesting. Regardless of that, though, we have not been able to get out in the field yet and use this thing. We're planning an investigation probably coming towards next weekend, like maybe Friday night or something like that. And obviously, this is going to be our focal piece of equipment to use that night and experiment with. What I want to do with this with this piece of equipment you've so graciously given to us is I want to actually set up another page on the website another page on the website to like to, yeah to talk about this to basically feature this piece of equipment and our findings from it and and see and our impressions on what we've done what we did with this equipment and maybe get your feedback also mark what's yeah, interesting what's interesting is um there's other there's another um field that oh thank you <laughs> We've been passing, playing past the hot potato envelope. We're, we're playing past the hot potato here. Mm. Um, okay, where was I? Oh yeah. Obviously, this took a lot of thought and a lot of experimentation. How how much time have you put into the development of this theory? Are we talking hundreds of hours or thousands? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See this? I've um, I've been interested in the paranormal since, in fact. You and I have similar interests. Um, I started back when I was in, I think, junior high, or mm-hmm. I've just started high school, trying to find information on the paranormal. So I've, I've actually been doing this since I was 16. Um, as far as this research goes, uh, I come home from work and eat dinner and go downstairs, and I spend about the next uh, four to six hours, you know, working or on the computer, different uh, different things regarding this. So it's I've been doing that for two years, so there's hundreds of hours in, you know, involved with it. Um, this is a fully formed idea. I mean, yeah. this isn't like, oh, I have an because I've had ideas too, and and I've been like, oh, I have an idea. I'm going to build, and I actually did this. I'm going to build. Um, what are those bent sticks? <laughs> the uh, oh, divining rods. Yeah, I'm going to build divining rods. So I went out and I bought two steel rods and a and a and a bunch of. Uh, um, you know, wooden 
circle things. I don't even know what they're uh, called. And beads. Beads, and I drilled them out, and I put them on, and that was what I built. That was my only fully formed idea. And uh, <laughs> uh, it... It's it's just I I just don't uh, tend to fully form any of my other ideas and actually go through and build it uh, because I'm you know a jack of all trades and a master of none so so I'm really interested in this device because yeah. it's yeah, fully this formed. De- this device is is also a byproduct of a bigger project that I've been working on. Um, what I actually started working on was a, a real-time device uh, similar to the Spiritcom. Mm-hmm. And that's where all this you know, technology and stuff came from. It was from working on that device, which I'm probably about two months away from you know, throwing the switch on the first prototype. And this device um, uses a similar technology, but it's designed uh, not only to receive EVPs, but it's designed to send them through the veil into the other side, and um, it's it's a little different than that. In fact, you know, hopefully I, I won't burn down my house doing it because the device generates a million volts of electricity between two metal plates. Wow! But uh, I don't have a in fact. I I haven't named that, and I haven't named uh, the device you have. You guys can find a good name for it. <laughs> well, maybe it'll name itself when we're out and about. Yep, uh, we'll, we'll find Some, out. Something other than the uh, Doug beater. <laughs> that was the Doug strangler, actually. Yeah, all the strangler. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, what? Now you you also talk about uh, um, uh, paranormal things in you. You do a segment of a radio show, don't you? Yeah, it's called the Shaman's Brew. It's on. Well, excellent, excellent. Um, also, you you you're busy. Because in in addition to doing that, in addition to doing to to building these gizmos, uh, you you also are getting a book published soon, right? Yeah. Well, we're going to be yeah. watching for that, and we want to talk to you about it when it comes out. Yeah, that's that's when it uh, gets a little bit closer. In fact, I've I've actually got three other books in the works, but they probably won't appear until next year sometime. But uh, I've got one I'm uh, hoping to see out probably towards the end of this year. Ah. Well, then you've got a show coming up with Ghostly Talk because because uh, we want to talk about it when it comes out. That's for sure because you, you obviously keep busy with all this stuff. Yeah, too busy. Too busy. <laughs> and uh, what? Okay, let's talk uh, now. We got a general feeling for who you are and what you do, right? Uh-huh. This gizmo. How often have you actually used it? You used it in that one investigation, you said, right? And or the yeah. prototype, right? Yeah, I used the the prototype. Well, I used the, the prototype in the first time I was there, and um, it's in Spokane, and which Spokane's about a half hour from where I live. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, second time, I used the one that you have. Okay. And then the um, then I also used it again at uh, the Cataldo mission, mm-hmm. and that was in March. And I haven't, uh, you know, oddly enough, I haven't had time to go anywhere else. But uh, you know, around here, you know, just using it in in, in my lab and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some things coming up. I'm going to be using it. There's a place called the Thousand Steps, and uh, it's like an urban legend in uh, Spokane. It's a Greenwood Cemetery, mm-hmm. and there's it's a terrace set, you know, four different hills, and uh, you 
start walking up these concrete steps that have been there forever. And about halfway up, um, most people start feeling apprehension and fear. And or heart very attack. few people you know, can actually make it up to the top. At least that's how the legend goes. Uh, now, at, is at it only top, at night? Only at night um, do you feel this? or anytime? Well, the problem is that the cemetery closes at uh, 8.30. Mm-hmm. So you can only be there at night in the wintertime. Okay. And uh, I'm working on getting permission uh, to go in at night for you know the whole night. Uh, at the fourth terrace, at the fourth level, the steps lead up to uh, a cave that's in the side of the mountain there. And that's there are rumors and legends about uh, people that uh, did rituals there years ago, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of rituals. But now the state has put a gate around all that, and so you know high fence, you can't get into it. But um, I'm working on getting permission to to get through and you know bring some people in and uh, and investigate that and try some of this equipment out. If I can make it up the steps, that is. <laughs> I would want to take the escalator version myself. <laughs> I would feel That's something. Yeah, I think halfway up, I'd feel something other than fear and apprehension. <laughs> yeah, heart attack. Yeah, I'd feel my heart pounding and my left arm going numb. You know, but <laughs> what um, the the rituals? Now, now you you've mentioned rituals in in this cave. Okay. Yeah. You're familiar with rituals, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be in a cave to for them to work, right? Why do... And and I I was trying to explain to somebody the other day why rituals and magic and and all these things work, okay? Why do they work? Or why wouldn't they work? What's your take on that? Well, the the rituals that they were doing there, for example, you know, supposedly were satanic and all this, and, you know, I don't know what truth there is to that, but uh, rituals themselves... um, are usually done for two reasons. It depends on what your belief system is, but they're either done to honor deity, you know, honor a god or goddess or whatever your belief system is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Catholic Church does the rituals; they do their masses and things like that. It's the same thing. Oh yeah. Uh, just you know, little different techniques. You don't run around naked or anything. <laughs> but, um, there are rituals. Where well, some of them do, but we, they don't yeah. talk about them anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the private rituals, right? Yeah. But, but um, anyway, a ritual for honoring, you know, deity is, is one thing. That's what it's intended to do. Um, the other type of ritual where you try to raise power uh, and perform, you know, different magic or different, uh, you want different psychic events to happen is what's happening. Magic is nothing more than a psychic science that hasn't, you know, been acknowledged yet. And um, that type of ritual, you raise energy. The different things they do, like with candles and incense, uh, dancing, uh, there, there are some rituals where people do dancing around the circle. Mm-hmm. And um, those are actually intended to uh, raise uh, psychic energy, and they call it a cone of power. And they raise this energy up. Uh, they're focusing with their intent, which intent actually, you know, I can talk about later how much time we have, but it's uh, part of EVP too, um, using intent properly. But anyway, in the rituals, they, they raise the energy, uh, focus it with their intent, which intent is like finally tuning and focus of awareness on a particular desired result. That's uh, what the intent is. 
and then they release the energy. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're basically sending out uh, uh, whether it's telepathic or you know, it's psychic energy. In other words, they're sending it out to a target. That's the purpose of a ritual. There's nothing really evil, you know, involved in it. There are people that do evil stuff too, but right. um, that's and a ritual can be done in a basement. Uh, it can be done on a sacred site. It's like uh, next year I'm supposed to uh, meet with Ajip on Tara Hill, and I'm part of a four-person ritual that's supposed to welcome the uh, uh, summer solstice. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just a you know tradition. It's not raising any power but um, it can be done with a group of people or it can be done with just one person and I, I I'm wondering now if there's a perhaps a simple relatively simple non-denominational mm-hmm. ritual kind of thing you could do or say when starting to take EVPs whether it be from a micro cassette recorder or a digital recorder or a or a, uh, uh, an advanced gizmo, or, you know, with beryllium or a, you know, a, any any of these kinds of things that people are experimenting with, because there's going to be two things that people want, right? When when they're uh-huh. taking EVPs, they're going to want protection from, yep. uh, you know, bad things happening, uh, and they're also going to want. Uh, the, the potential for success in their experiment. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you should mention that because um, when my friend Robert Bruce was on your show, mm-hmm. uh, he talked about uh, protection and different things. I don't think he gave any details, you know, about how to actually, you know, do it or what to think or anything. Um, but what you're saying about uh, some type of, of ritual or actually what it is is a state of mind. Okay. Um, and... I'm. That's one of the other things I'm working on is a is a CD that will actually teach you you know, how to create that state of mind, and you can do it just by snapping your fingers once you've learned how to do it. And uh, what it does is it focuses um, your intent. And what you have to do is to to basically state in your mind what it is you want to do. You want to communicate with a non-physical entity, um, and you have to fix that in your mind and you fix that you know, with visualization and you you have to alter your consciousness a little bit that's what mm-hmm. ritual does mm-hmm. uh, it can be done I'm trying to to merge science and ritual like that so that you know it is non denominational and what you what you do is you focus your intent uh, alter your consciousness and that's that's done actually it's almost like a uh, the CD will have a hypnotic part of it that actually mm-hmm. trains you uh, to meditate. This, you know, when you meditate, you alter your consciousness, and then you fire it. It's like releasing your intent, you know, out, and like a ring of uh, white light just radiating out from you. And that goes out. And if there's any entities around, that's what they use to communicate. At least this has been my teachings, and you know, my belief is that they use the power of intent and uh, conscious thought. Um, they they can receive that they can send it it's just that most people here can't receive it you know just there's so much uh, chatter going on inside your head constantly the internal dialogue that uh, it just blocks everything out so unless you learn to you know lower that down some uh, to quiet your uh, internal uh, dialogue 
you're not going to pick up on anything they're sending. Right. But you can still send out. There are techniques you can use to send this out. I, I use those techniques on all these EVPs. I want to uh, remind people that, that um, the, the word ritual, okay, some people might be cringing at that because it has yeah. some connotations to it. Uh, because the the whenever you hear the word ritual, you usually hear satanic ritual, right? Yeah. Um, we want to open up our minds just a little bit to think about this. Okay, a ritual can be something is and and I'm not a practitioner of magic, the M A G I C K. Okay, so I'm not a practitioner myself. Um, you know, where with the candles and everything like that. I just know that people do it. Okay, so I just want to open up some some minds here, including my own. And remind people that rituals can be as simple as, and, and in everyday life as, uh, for example, uh, before a football game, you know that the coach is in there talking to the team, right? And he's saying things. So we're, we're talking about everything from the, the you know, multimillionaires in the NFL to the people who get nothing in the, <laughs> in the sub-leagues, you know, that kind of thing. So to high school football teams. <clears throat> Excuse me. The coach is in there, and he's saying, "We're the best, rah!" You know, uh, we're gonna rock 'em and sock 'em and rah. I'm okay. I'm not a cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're doing good. I am the worst cheerleader on the planet. But, but you know, the, and, and how much do you want this, rah? You know, and that's what they're doing. They're they're in there. They're getting themselves. In a <laughs> I think I just made Bonnie fall yeah, out of her in chair. An altered state of mind. But that's what they're doing. They're altering their moods. They're altering their state of mind. They're getting everybody focused on an intent, you know, on their intent. They want to go out there. They want to win the game, right? Yep. Um, they, they, so so they're, they're trying to affect reality. Yeah. And, and that's what, uh, from my understanding, uh, a, a ritual could be that. It could be as yeah. simple as that. And that's, in, that's an every, not an everyday example for anybody who's you know, not an NFL player. But, but it's an example that you've heard of, you've seen, you know it goes on, right? And that's acceptable, okay? That's a ritual. Also a ritual every single Sunday at church. Yep. Every, every blue-haired granny who goes to church sits there for, you know, two hours of ritual. And, and yeah. it, it just happens, and it's, it's acceptable. So rituals do not have to be satanic rituals. They are used in everyday life. And, and so the, the kind of ritual that I'm talking about, the kind of ritual I think you're talking about, is the kind that you can add to your... Uh, <laughs> Bonnie has not recovered. Newsflash. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can add to your, uh, your repertoire of tools to go out and help ghost hunt uh, hopefully more successfully. Yep. Yep, in fact, that's exactly what the, the point of uh, the CD was uh, that I'm working on, or the CD is. Uh, it still has a ways to go yet, but uh, I'm going to be sending you guys a copy of that, too, uh, probably for the next week. Cool. I, I, I'm looking forward to that because... Uh, the more tools, the better. And, and I'm not afraid of rituals yeah. uh, because I know that, that a lot of them are good, and we use a lot of, you know, that kind of thing in our everyday lives. Yeah. And, and what, I'm, what I'm sending you and, you know, including the CDs, uh, those really aren't anything to do with rituals or magic. They're, you know, it's ritual in the sense that you just, just described it, but it's science is what it is. It uses... Uh, um, 
altered states of awareness. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, Is that I have, funny? I have, no, it's me. I have to interrupt okay. for one second. <laughs> um, you know what I was saying? Here's why everybody's laughing. I don't know if you're okay. in the chat room right now. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Here's why everybody's laughing so hard. When I was saying things like, um, you know, <laughs> we're going to go out and win, Ra, right? Well, Ra happens to be the name of an ancient Egyptian god. Well, <laughs> that's not what I was meaning. <laughs> but <laughs> You're doing Egyptian rituals. Yes, there's an ancient Egyptian ritual just before NFL games. Yeah. Only they were like, only back then they were like bird, kind of a Y, <laughs> instead of NFL, you know. Uh, but, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, and I totally got us off track now. Bonnie's left the room. Bonnie's <laughs> oh, no. actually left now. So I, I apologize, Marcus. I didn't mean to interrupt so, no, no so ferociously, but I, I now I understand why everybody's laughing. Put a fork in her cheese. She's just used to his Oh man, yeah that that was <laughs> that was. Who said that about the ancient Egyptian god? That was Phobos. That was Phobos. Uh, okay, that yeah. sounds like Phobos. It sure is. Okay, yeah. <laughs> hi Phobos. Good job, Phobos. I don't even remember what we were talking about now. <laughs> um, um, football. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, that's what um, what all this this stuff is is is. Is science, you know? Uh, yeah. Reputable universities are researching this. Um, you know, there, there's projects the government's uh, funding along this line that they won't tell us about. Mm-hmm. But uh, and there's also those other things, the the mass consciousness thing. Yeah. While not exactly a ritual, you know, because it doesn't have a set format, or or you don't do the same thing over and over, or you don't have elements that you bring into it. What you do, what the mass consciousness experiments that people do, and I know George Nori has done, although he's, you know, he's actually affected the weather. Um, yeah. And, you know, with, George his, is awesome. with his, uh, you know, multitudes of, of Coast to Coast listeners, he's, I, I believe they have affected the weather. And yeah. what he does is he says, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. On this and that day, at this and that time, we're all going to focus our intent on, you know, we are going to want that hurricane to diminish into a you know into a, a light breeze or <laughs> whatever and 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 everybody all at the same time does that that's a lot of uh you know theoretical but doing that. Yeah, yeah it's theoretical but it's a lot of energy focused on one outcome yep. so so what happens is uh they believe and and it sure looked like they affected the weather one time so and, yeah, and the actually, forest fires, they did that with the forest fires that were burning like three years ago out in uh, California and uh, out west. You know, they did that with forest fires, too. Yeah, it's amazing what the power of consciousness can do. Mm-hmm. George, you know, George is in a position that, uh, George and Art both, that um, you know, most people you know, can never achieve. They, they command such an audience. And right. And the people are are into that kind of thing, too. It's mm-hmm. not like uh, somebody listening to a football game or something, but... Uh, he has he has the ability to do a lot more than you know maybe he realizes it I don't know but uh, it's it's an awesome power that he has at his fingertips there and yeah and and also another thing that art studies uh, as far as I remember does, I, I believe he studies the I think the people at Princeton or somewhere have yeah. that uh, random number generator and yep. and they watch it for non-randomness and when they get spikes of non-randomness something ba- the, the theory is uh, that going down. coincides with something big going down, such as the 9/11, uh, 
you know, yeah. it, it it had a spike there because all of a sudden everybody's thinking along the same lines, you know, and and that affects even something as arbitrary as a random number generator. So so the there the this mass consciousness kind of stuff, uh, you know, you take your intent and focus it. You take millions upon millions upon millions of people's intent and, and focus it at the same time, and that's like a big release. So. Yeah, yeah, and something. Then, and these are these are minds that are you know just just normal, mm-hmm. they're untrained. Um, you train a large quantity of these minds in in the principles of altered consciousness and in, in how to project intent, and you've got a force that's actually scary. Mm-hmm. So but, uh, that that's why they don't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he experimented. Yeah. He's like, the, okay, that's enough experimenting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but that so so rituals happen a lot, and 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 focus of intent happens a lot, and and that's why this stuff could work, and it could make your ghost hunting better if you if you learned these techniques is what yeah. I is what I am theorizing right now. Uh, yeah, you're exactly right. I agree. But uh, yeah, and there's there's rituals two that are used for summoning and that's where you actually call on these entities uh, people that use Ouija boards for example um, they're calling they're, they're summoning with their intent they don't really know what they're doing but uh, they they summon different entities through and it's you know usually unless the people are bad or evil you know the Ouija board's not going to be bad or evil that's that's uh, just up to the person it's like the give somebody a gun you know you give a criminal a gun they're going to use it to harm and you give anybody else a gun they'll use it as a tool well as a matter of fact Ouija boards happens to be something that I talked about on Coast to Coast and I never in a million years intended well I never in a million years thought I'd ever be on Coast to Coast but I never in a million years intended to talk about Ouija boards <laughs> on Coast to Coast <laughs> but, but somehow the subject came up oh yeah the, uh, a caller had called in and I couldn't remember Pearl Curran's name. Yep. And I remembered it, of course, later, and I emailed you. I said, I can't believe I didn't remember Pearl Curran's name. <laughs> and you emailed back, oh, yeah, that was, and you, you had her full name and her, yeah. her bio and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's, it's a subject which I'm familiar with, and, and I've studied, and, and, I, and I really do believe that it's, it's a tool. It's marketed as a game, and I think that's unfortunate. Uh, but it's a tool, and it's usually used in, in an inappropriate manner by inappropriate people, uh, and and that's just why it's gotten the onslaught of negativity attached to it. Yeah, that and the Hollywood movies that you and Witchboard and yes, like thank that. you, Tawny Katane. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> star of Witchboard and Witchboard Two, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, yeah, not not my favorite of movies, although they were pretty good. I mean, you know, Hollywood-wise, they were yeah. entertaining. But in reality, hmm, I, I don't think they were very realistic. No, I've been I've been doing this this stuff and dealing with people that, that use Ouija boards and you know for years. And um, I worked out at UCLA for a little while, and uh, you know, no one I know of has ever been hurt or damaged. I think we you hear the people talking about the Ouija board uh, being evil and their house being possessed and all this, I think it's just overactive imagination. Mm-hmm. Well, I think also it, it it also provides a convenient, here, here's a theory of mine, it provides a convenient outlet. Uh-huh. Um, if you have something to focus on, okay, oh my gosh, there's a Ouija board in my house. 
right? I'm focused on it now. I'm thinking, yep. oh my gosh, this instrument of the devil is in my house. And why couldn't you subconsciously be causing things to happen, yes. to go wrong? Yeah, good point. Uh, because if, if you if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, right, you're like, I'm grouchy today. Nothing's going right for me. Ninety, probably ninety percent of the time, uh, the rest of the day is going to be awful as well, because yeah. you're al- you've already pre pre decided that you're going to have a bad day. And if yep. you predecide that you're going to have a bad day, you're going to do everything subconsciously you possibly can to have a bad day. <laughs> so, same thing. There's an evil Ouija board in my house, and I'm going to have a haunted house. Uh-huh. So, there you yep. go. It's just you know, what you believe is uh, what usually follows. Mm-hmm. You know, reality follows your belief system. We have two minutes. So, let's get uh, uh, let's talk real quick. You're... Um, you have a book coming out, so everyone should be watching sacredsoils.com, right? Yeah. For that, it's coming out in the, in the winter? Uh, it should be in the winter sometime, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and also sacredsoils.com takes you to the Shaman's Brew. I think I called it the Shaman's Apprentice. That was like yeah. a movie or something. I think I, so. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry about that. But, yeah, the Shaman's <laughs> Brew, which is a segment of uh, Sacred Soils, right? Or of... Uh, it's actually WPBN. WPBN, okay. Which is an internet radio, also. Exactly, exactly. So uh, everybody, give that, give, give it a listen. I, I really think that people should give, you know, open up your minds, expand your horizons, give, you know, listen to all the stuff. That's why independent media is out there. So, so sacredsoils.com. Everything leads from there, right? Yep. What's coming yeah, up? And I'll, I have a new uh, website coming online. It's. Uh, www.n-i-p-s.com My daughter did the same thing. I think we might want to talk offline about that that name. (laughs) I don't know if that was the most fortunate choice of... I know. Initial. Well, I didn't actually plan it that way. Especially the North Idaho Paranormal Society. Kind of playing on the nips part a little bit. I don't know if I went to n-i-p-s.com if I would have expected to find the North Idaho Paranormal Society there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I couldn't figure out why my, my daughter and her boyfriend were just rolling on the floor laughing. <laughs> just, what's wrong with you people? I think Bonnie has officially gone into laughter overload. She's holding her hand over her mouth and she's trying to... <laughs> yeah. I'll send Bonnie a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Coconut Monkey could design that T-shirt. <laughs> I'll get him on it. Well, I can imagine the way he designed it. Oh, oh my goodness! Okay, so we'll watch for that as well. I think we might want to close the show. Maybe a good idea before we get ourselves in trouble. My goodness! Thank you, Marcus Leader, for being on Ghostly Talk. And of course, you you have an open slot. Uh, we're we're going to the three hour uh, format starting next week. Is it? Or, yes. Yes, yeah, starting next week. So any um, you know anything you need to talk about, anything you want, you you just uh, let us know, and okay. uh, we get you on because you're you're a you're one of our Leet Ninja squad of uh, field reporters, and plus you're doing so much work in the paranormal field. We all appreciate it. and We want to get you on. Okay. Well, it's been an honor being on the show. Thank you. I appreciate uh, being here. Thank you. 
And I will try to uphold my duties to the Lords of Ghostly Talk. <laughs> As Scott L. would have put it. <laughs> so thank you so much. Hang on, hang on tight. Hang on tight. Don't don't hang up. Don't go nowhere. Okay. Yes, I'll be here. Um, so that's it. That's that's a very interesting edition of Ghostly Talk. That was what the last one of uh, the two-hour format. Last one of the two-hour format. So.